Hello everyone, welcome back to the Man Over Bob podcast. Today we're joined by Tom A. Smith. Uh, thank you very much for joining. On the start of the tour for the independent yes. venue week, how's that going so far? It was the first day yesterday? Uh, yeah, first day it was yesterday. Uh, Tom Morn went really, really well. It was nice. It, it was a proper, you know, first date at the tour sort of gig. Um, just to sort of ease us into it. But it, it was nice. It was a, it was all right. Can he turn out? Um, we've got Leeds tonight. I'm sure that'll be um, absolutely mad. Yeah, there. Leeds sold out as well. We love yeah, to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. I'm going to the gig afterwards as well. We overpassed. Yeah, yeah no, it, they're amazing. You know, we've... Um, we did a like a show with them earlier on last yeah. year, wasn't it? Well, it was about this time last year, um, in London, and obviously you know they're uh, they're always on every festival bill as well. So um, do a lot of stuff to be fair. Yeah, you know well. they, they get about, and you know we we come across each other plenty of times over the year. So it was a perfect one to sort of you know do our first call headline with, and you know with it being for independent venue week as well. It's a yeah, it's a it's, it's, a, it's a, a class one to thing, be. Yeah. Yeah, I also saw that in a few weeks, is, is, is it you're supporting the Snuts? Uh, is that like for a charity event? Did I imagine um, that? Or was it the Brits Week thing? Or was yeah, it, Snuts yeah. is a Brits uh, Week uh, one. So we've got the Independent Venue Week tour this week, which is with with the band, with Hughes Lot. Nice. And <laughs> then... Um, is that just you? And yeah, the Snuts one, unfortunately, as, as every really. Snuts one is. Uh, <laughs> I've, uh, I've done a few shows of Snuts over the last year and um, everyone's been like a solo one, which is a bit of a shame, but... You know, it's amazing to be able better. to do that with them. Yeah, sad times. No, I love the Snuts. Oh, I seen great. them at, live at Leeds great. Festival last year. Um, mm-hmm. It was like the, the more festival one, though, not the one in the city, and I nearly broke my ankle in a mosh pit. So <laughs> oh, there, right. there was like four, four people fell on top of me, and I had to have like my brother and my mate just pulling people mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Like, I was yeah, yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe is prolifically hurting himself <laughs> in any kind of... Any sh- you could go to the calmest show in the world, and Joe would find a way to hurt it's, himself. It's, it's always just like my ankle. I think my <laughs> ankles are just weak. He's got weak ankles. Yeah, I swear, I swear, they're, they're, they're not too good at gigs. So um, uh, speaking about the future and things that you've got planned going, forward yeah. for 2023 what what sort of you know things have you got planned musically is there is it an album perhaps or um you know it, it's it's always tough because i mean i'm writing like every day all the time you know I, i've got like a soundcloud link with over 400 tunes on now that you know over the last two or three years I, i've been working on um but there's another ep ready recorded uh the other day i announced my first single uh not my first single that was like two years ago <laughs> i didn't announce my first single i announced my next single <laughs> which is um coming out on the 10th of february Um it's called little bits and you know a button for that one Um it's a song that i wrote just after i got back from touring with a band called gang of the youth yeah last year and i remember we were in at bristol and uh dave the front man from gang of youth um stopped and i was with me da and he stopped in a pub with us for like two hours and he talked about songwriting with us and how he does it. And then the day the two are finished, I went back and wrote, you know, th- what's going to be the next single now. Um, so, yeah, I'm buzzing for that to come out. And it's going to be another EP worth of songs, which are ready to go mm. over the next, you know, sort of couple of months, which I'm buzzing for. And, you know, any time anyone wants to record or, um, you know, I've, I've got plenty of tunes there to, at the ready. <laughs> now nah, that's nice. Got a back catalogue ready yeah, already. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> no, fantastic. I mean, you've really like burst onto the scene from what I like. I think you started releasing music when you were about 16, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. Like when I was 16, I was still in college fixing motorbikes. <laughs> so like right, yeah. you, you've come Tinkering along. About. Exactly. You've come along so quickly and you've already supported some really massive names. Mm-hmm. One that I wanted to call out was, I know that Elton John invited you to support him. I'm sure yeah. everyone that you ever oh, no, do anything course, with yeah. us about this. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but like, didn't he handpick you to support at the Hyde Park show? Yeah, it was it was pretty surreal, wasn't it? It's we found out at the same time we found out we we're doing Leeds Fest. 
we were both just like it was like in, within the same like 15 minutes but you know in like sort of April time of last year um I got like an email out of nowhere saying oh Elton John tan picked you to be played on his um show Rocket Hour um which is like his show that he does and um which was you know an amazing surprise and we listened to that and he was like uh, yeah I think this kid's gonna be a big star and um, he's only like 17 and he's got that voice so I was like you know, this is amazing. And then about two or three weeks later, I was on FaceTime with him. Wow. Um, <laughs> that must have been surreal. Oh, it's, it's just weird. It's so, yeah. like, I don't genuinely think you can't, like, pick a more iconic, famous musician who's alive as Elton John, really, at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that is pretty special to to be in his good books, I suppose. <laughs> um, but, but the Hyde Park gig was amazing. Um I've still got like a plaque in my bedroom that says Tommy Smith, British Summertime, Hyde Park, Elton John nice. in there, um, which is, you know, something that you'll you'll keep forever. Um, but yeah, he's been he's been phenomenal. He's actually the first person to send me a Happy New Year message this year. Wow. wow. That's, 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 that's a claim and a half. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I think that's a bigger claim than playing with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, of course. He's, uh, but he's been amazing and to, to do that is, um, of course, like so special. Yeah, that's amazing. Not only at the Hyde Park show as well, but um, at Leeds Fest, you've already played in front of some pretty massive crowds. Yeah. What was the experience like going from playing like a gig today where it's pretty small to going to one of those huge events? Like, is it really nerve wracking? Does oh, it? I've never been more nervous than. Well, the thing is with you, Fest. so Katie, you've not played on stage really until like. Last so time. our first gig as a band was about December twenty one. Um, and you know, like you'd never even been in a band, been on stage or anything it's before it's then. Been pretty crazy for me. Uh, where was your first gig? <laughs> King Tut's in Glasgow. It was like mm. my first. Which one. is, you know, a pretty iconic yeah. venue. I mean, it's where Oasis and all that got discovered. So, um, you you play, you know, you you certainly got thrown in the deep end. But um, <laughs> no, but obviously, like stuff with tonight is, you know, obviously it's different because it's my own show now, mm. which um, you know, I wasn't doing before. But these. I don't think you can beat the the, the big shows. Uh, the Leeds Festival is unbelievable. I remember half an hour before we were on stage because there was nothing on at all in the whole festival at the same time because um, it was the first the first set on a Thursday night mm. and it was just like 7,000 people just in this tent. Um, could like hear going them from like rad, our yeah, yeah. area, which was like quite far away. We could hear them all like chanting and stuff because they had a DJ on first. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I was bricking it. But it was like mosh pits every tune. It was <laughs> wild. You know, people knew the songs as well, which is always nice. Uh, but no, it was uh, it was definitely special. Yeah, that's proper sick. Did you go to Leeds Fest growing up at all? Did you ever attend as a fan? Or I suppose you were like 16 when you started making music, so I yeah, suppose yeah, the yeah, opportunity no, to play probably came that's first. That's the first time I'd um, been to, to Leeds Fest. You know, it's, um, I'd, I'd done some other pretty rad ones, like Tea in the Park and all that back in all the right, day. All right, yeah. Um, which I'm sure we can give Leeds a run for its money. Um, but um, no, that was the first time at Leeds Fest, and I was, I was blown away by it. We... Um, we, d- we didn't really get weekend tickets, but we, we were allowed back in on one other day. So right. we, we all came back on the Sunday 
uh, to watch Arctic Monkeys and all yeah. that. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was Can't cool. Miss that, like. No, we were there, and um, I was there for the full weekend. Tim got Friday ticket to see Rage Against the Machine, who then Amazing. dropped out for oh. 1975. Oh, yeah, Couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. <laughs> oh man, but it was still a good day, though. It's no, no, yeah, day, yeah, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed as well. I looked over your Leeds Fest set, and you did a Don't You Worry Child cover, yeah, which yeah, yeah. which is mental. And I saw a video of the crowd, which seemed to proper love it as oh, well. Oh no, it was um, it was a, a little bit of stroke with genius from us, really. It was yeah. uh, it was because I was like because it's such a strange one to be doing as a sort of guitar band that we uh, that we are when we're live um but it went down so well and it was um so pretty fun. and now it's literally just a, a staple in the set really uh, i'll probably i'll be playing it tonight so oh, see. yeah yeah it's just it's just so like even in your own shows because i don't expect anyone to know my songs yet like, or anything like that so just to have something there that you can sing along to is a uh, is, is is just you know nice for the people who come along yeah that makes it really fun i was going to ask like what's some of your biggest musical inspirations i don't know if maybe house music comes into it with though you were a child <laughs> but not really no yeah <laughs> Um, for myself, I, you know, my dad used to just play everything in the house all the time, you know. Um, but I think my biggest ones really are the Cure, Smiths, um, James as well, all that sort of stuff. I think just in terms of real songwriting and real songwriters, I think you know they're they're definitely up at the top of my list as well. And in more recent times, you know, Paolo Natini, yeah. all that sort of stuff too. How about you, Kay? Um, well, he writes all the songs. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just, I just listen to all sorts of like talking heads and stuff like that. Yeah. But like with bass playing, it's like nice to see bands that have got like female bass players. Yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. even back in the day, you know, it's come more common now. But mm-hmm. it's always cool watching the live videos. Yeah, I do write that because there was um, the Subways recently. They yeah. have uh, female bassists as well, so it's, it's nice to see that it's becoming more predominant now. It's cool. it's, yeah, it is cool. Just like women in bands, really. It's yeah. always cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love to see it at Leeds Fest. I was really upset to miss Wolf Alice. Um, oh, they were like, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I know. Mm-hmm. I, I was literally, I saw Fontaine's at that stage, and then like I'd not really had out to drink all day. And my debate was, do I spend like sixty quid on pints in the <laughs> arena, or do I go back to the tent before monkeys and have loads to drink? So I went back to the tent and had loads to yeah, drink. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Although a questionable choice, it probably did save me quite a lot of money, so it was yeah, worth no, it. No, it's sure. a couple of pennies, definitely. Yeah. The yeah, prices are mad at festivals. Unreal. Well, uh, at Leeds Festival, I got my ID taken off us. <laughs> Really? I didn't know you could actually do that, to be honest. <laughs> I but, didn't know that was a thing. No. But I went to the bar and uh, went to order a drink and I went, yeah, th- this idea is not real. We are taking it. Um, I was like, well... It is I, real. <laughs> that's, that's my legal identification. Um, I now long, no longer have it. So my dad drove all the way up to Leeds, with a, uh, down to Leeds with my passport. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I would prove my existence. That's good. That's, that's a good dad right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Dedication right Did there. That's awesome. yeah. mortifying. No, for sure. Having to stand at the side while everyone else was ordering, we were just like, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. called out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, one time a few years ago, I went to Leeds Festival. Me and my mate were that drunk that she, we were literally getting the drinks at the bar, and she had a passport on her, and yeah, they asked yeah. for her ID, and she opened a passport and she just ripped out the page <laughs> that had a photo on and gave it to them, and the guy at the bar was like what have you done? And she was like, she just looks so shocked. About I have no idea what made a brain think that that was a good yeah, idea. It's one for you and it's one for you. But it was pretty entertaining, if nothing else. Amazing, yeah. 
Yeah, Leeds Fest, I've discovered some of my favourite bands there. Like, just going to the random tents, and it's like, when I, I used to be really into rap music as well, mm-hmm. and I remember, like, the UK rap scene, when that was first starting to blow up, and I was going to Leeds Fest, it was it was really good. Like, what's it up near, you're, you're from Sunderland, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it was actually Sunderland you were from, yeah, or if yeah. you just supported Sunderland, because I've seen a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of propaganda online for the football team uh, yeah, uh, on yeah, Twitter yeah, yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the scene like there for music? <sighs> It, it's it's not it's all right it's it's not great there's nothing been as a recent year is sort of like been particularly mainstream or anything from there at all um as a as a sort of like community of music i su- i suppose it's good you know everybody who is in the scene that you know knows each other and gets along with each other i mean we've had uh bands like future heads mm. uh, frankie and the heartstrings as well um and you know they they're all like a big part of not only just the music scene in Sunderland but just Sunderland in general really and the whole the whole culture and area um but in terms of you know a recent scene I don't think there's anything major coming from there at the minute um which is a, a shame to see but hopefully you know across the river with Sam Fender and all that <laughs> doing their bit you know hopefully it, it sparks a bit of inspiration you know and in, in start getting that yeah Sunderland is the one with Stadium of Light isn't it yeah, which yeah. you've played at so yeah, so yeah. how did you find playing the stadium in your hometown was that oh, quite that a that big was special day for yeah you? it was yeah. amazing well I, I've been a Sunderland fan for pretty much my entire life uh, I had a season ticket for like 10 11 years and pre- and went to every game I could go to um I was mascot a few times as well and just like loved it. Yeah, like I was obsessed. Um, I've got like programs from all the seasons for like 10 years. Um, So to do that at that ground was, you know, special. And it was actually a a strange one with that one because we were playing Blackburn Rovers and uh, the last time we played Blackburn Rovers at the Stadium of Light, I was like a mascot. Yeah. And I walked out the tunnel and then next time we played them at Stadium of Light, which was like 11 years later, you know, I was playing in the centre circle at yeah, half-time yeah. on Boxing Day, which is, you know, amazing. I bet it was slightly more nerve-wracking going out to play instead of just hold hands with the player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I was getting so much stick from the Blackburn fans up in there. Every song was just a big boo. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got to love it. Lower oh, league I know, football. it's football, man. I, yeah, no, crazy, I've, yeah, I've kind of done the same. I've followed Leeds through mainly... Th- um, painful times since like, yeah. like when I first got into football Leeds were in League One um, and we've actually just loaned a player to you Joe Geldart Joe Gel, I'm excited to, to see what he's about yeah, yeah he's yeah. got a good reputation in Leeds I think our, one of our main strikers Rodrigo is meant to have just got injured for mm-hmm. um, like six weeks in training so now I'm pissed off that Joffy's gone because yeah, yeah. we're back to biscuit <laughs> well, well our main centre forward has just picked up an injury an Achilles heel injury which mm. is a nightmare so he's out the rest of the season so at least we you know, brought some replacement in. Which yeah, nice. no, I think he'll do. I honestly think he'll do really well for you. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, yeah. I think the recruitment of the whole team now, uh, the whole squad now, is just amazing. I'm just, I just think they're a dead exciting team to watch now. Yeah, I think Sunderland is one of those teams. There's a few where I would just like them back in the Premier League. You know, like I'd swap you guys for Bournemouth or <laughs> yeah, pretty much anyone. Yeah, no, it's always really tempting. You know, one of my housemates is from Newcastle, and I always like compare Newcastle and Sunderland and forget that there's a pretty massive rivalry <laughs> yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Like she's from she's from Newcastle and. I I'll just randomly like tell people she's mm. from Sunderland and she'll get really angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, the Sunderland Newcastle derby. I don't actually think there's in England a bigger one. Really, I don't. I don't think there is. People, people say there is. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> like we've there's been some pretty brutal derbies over the last few years. Um, well, not last few years, over the last decade mainly, really. Um, but like 
It's if we're gonna have the derby, I want it to be back in the Premier League and it be yeah. back it on the main stage again. Um, so hopefully next year, but you never know. So. Hopefully so. One thing that we touched on in the last episode that we did just by ourselves was um, there's been recent news that BBC introducing might be getting shut down or at least it's funding yeah. cut mm-hmm. a fair bit, which to us is a real shame because as Definitely. I said, like I've been to that stage at Leeds Fest a mm-hmm. number of times. I've been to gigs in Leeds that have been held by those guys. As like mm-hmm. up and coming independent artists, like how do you guys feel about that? And maybe just like the, the scene as a whole and how big of an impact they've had. Oh, I mean... They're pretty much all of it, really, aren't they? Yeah. Like they, they are. Like it's 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 devastating, you know. And that that feeling when you first get your song played on on you know your local BBC radio or whatever or Radio One, and it's through introducing that you know that it's so special and all those amazing DJs as well who mm. take so much time looking for new music um, for the people who send them in. Um, it it it's it's really sad, and hopefully this. It doesn't happen, and we can we can turn it around. But uh, it's such an integral part, probably the most integral part when it comes to new music in the UK, definitely. Um, so yeah, I think it's um, it's a bit of a shame, really. Would you say that there's any other kind of systems and you know programs in place like BBC Introducing that have had the same impact, or do you think? I know BBC Introducing mm. obviously the main one, but are you aware of any others that? Um, you know, is, is there anything out there that people can still use or? It, you know, is the arts kind of coming to a close thanks to the Tories? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head more mainstream mm-hmm. or anything like that, I suppose. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's a difficult one because it's all we've ever known, really. That's it. Like yeah. That is the thing. You, you know, you, you knew you put your, your songs to BBC introducing. And, and the amount, the amount the of bands and acts and artists that have come through there that you don't mm-hmm. even... You, like, at this point, they're big enough that you don't even consider they came through that programme. No, but exactly, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's where, like, the majority well, come from. They've, they've been massive for me, especially up in the North East one as well. And, you know, I was lucky enough last year to have one of my singles named BBC Introducing's, like, like hottest record or something like that in, in the summer. And and from that, I was getting a song played fifteen times during a week on Crazy. daytime radio on Radio <laughs> One. You know, I had Greg James playing it and all that, which you know, through programs like that, it, it just can't happen. And mm-hmm. like, all we'll end up getting is just the same recycled dirge that you know stays mainstream, and nothing else will ever come through. Mm-hmm. And it'll it'll just music will just slowly become the most porridge mainstream thing possible. Yeah, I think it's weird because being outside of music, like that's one of the main things that I see, like actually promoting new artists. Mm-hmm. And there isn't that much like that. Like you see like local venues and stuff will always have like local artists on. But it's just a real shame, as you said, I don't want music to become one dimensional. And I also think there's been a few things that have been at play like that. We've mentioned before Ticketmaster and how shitty they are in terms of putting the prices up based yeah. on demand, etc. Mm-hmm. like pricing out normal people. I pretty much don't want music to become a commodity. That's no. like a fear yeah. of mine because... Got yeah. me for everyone. It's 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 um it's an e like you know it's one of the only things everyone can really agree on that you like music. You know, music and food is probably the two that everyone <laughs> yeah. can agree on, and nothing else in the world anyone can. Um, so yeah, it, it's so important that that we keep a program like that going. Really Definitely, is. I know you guys played there uh, at the Head in the Stadium as well. Yeah. So it's not the first time you've played in Leeds tonight. What did you think of Leeds last time you came? Did you go out? Did you have a few beers or did you just do the gig and then... And yeah, we played uh, live at Leeds in the City and it was your yeah. birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was so, my birthday. So we went out oh, after. Um, but no, it's, 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 it's a great place and I always love playing here. It's brilliant. And obviously that Headley Stadium one, you know, again, that was through BBC introducing and yeah. all that. Um, t- to play there um, for the Cricket 100 was an amazing experience and just 
top that quality so again. Cool. Yeah, it was really cool mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, it's a cool stadium, isn't it? Like yeah. I, I know it's attached to the rugby ground because I've been to rugby a few times. I've never actually been to a cricket game, you know, ever in my life. Either, right, so. uh, <laughs> that was my first one. Yeah, I can't see him a fan yet. Like <laughs> 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 the last one. <laughs> oh, he's hit the ball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of exciting. I remember watching it a few years ago. It was like the World Cup, and I turned it on for the last ten minutes, and we needed X amount of runs to win, and we did it. So for that ten minutes, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't yeah. think the previous seven hours. That's, that's the problem yeah. with cricket. There's like a few games, like that 100, they tried, they've tried to like shorten it down and make yeah, it more like actually army. entertaining, yeah. And yeah. I couldn't go to a, like a proper like test series though, where it's like five days in a row. How many people like tapping it one yard? <laughs> <laughs> Not moving. Yeah, yeah I, cu- I couldn't do it. Um, I've never been a big fan of cricket, but to, to do that was um, really, really cool. Yeah, that is sick. We've mentioned it a few times, but you, uh, to me, it just amazes me that you've burst onto the scene and you, uh, you've both done like some of the biggest festivals going. Like yeah. you've done Rock for the People. Uh, is that in the Czech Republic? Yeah, that was quality, that one. It I was so cool. One. It was so good. Who, who did we see there? Green Day. Oh, Green Day. Green Day, yeah. Green it was just massive, like the crowd and was huge. And Weezer. Weezer. Green Day, Weezer. Okay. Yeah, so we went, to the, <laughs> we went to the Hella Megatar, which is probably like yeah. the like just a gig, but from the same lineup as that mm-hmm. festival. I nearly broke my ankle there. He, so. did, he did always <laughs> break his ankle. Every gig we go to, he can't help himself. Now, nah, that was bad though, because they put like a metal uh, floor over the pitch Ooh. and then it rained. So uh, when I jumped once, I just I just oh, slid, God. I just wow. died. There's actually a video that I found on YouTube of the gig where someone was stood like maybe 15 yards behind me and they were just holding the phone up, videoing it. And you see a big mosh pit start and me and my brother go into it. And then we come out and the guy turns his camera and when he turns it back around, there's loads of people picking me up <laughs> off the floor. So there was at least proof that I didn't like deck it like randomly and it was in a wash pit yeah i don't fall over that often randomly but anyway i got sidetracked from the question (laughs) so yeah you guys have done loads and loads of festivals Mm -hmm. out of all of them is there any highlights so far truck glastonbury leeds fest there's there's loads to go through has there been a highlight or maybe any stories from one of those festivals that make it a a memorable one Um, carabana was amazing what happened at carabana so it was on like a boat tour so part of our rider was a like a speedboat tour across Lake Geneva. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like in in the middle of in the middle of June, like Ooh. it was like thirty five degrees. <sighs> like they were showing it going past like Formula One drivers' houses and all that and this and across this lake. I'm just thinking, like, what's going on? Yeah, and I don't know how we and then we did it. Yeah, how am I here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And like the stage was on the lake, like and when I say on the lake, you'd probably think like 100, 200 yards off the lake, but it was like literally we were practically in the water. Oh. And it was like... So was it like all on flotation devices then? Um, it wasn't quite like a um, Simpsons movie. Green. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it well, i the same idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was pretty close. It was like right on the shore. Yeah. Um, but it was like, it was like in sort of like this cafe hut thing, which was probably no more suited for 150 people, but there was like... Eight, 900 people just rammed like queued all the way down all the way up I all the way at the, the end, end of them. and it was just like unbelievable and we did like LCD sound system covers and all that <laughs> oh, to, to keep it going <laughs> yeah. nobody had a clue what we were saying <laughs> no, remotely whatsoever <laughs> they had to bring a translator on um, <laughs> in the set because of probably me accent I don't know yeah. um, but it was um, but no that one was quality it was unbelievable and then obviously who did we get to watch at the end a little bit of a little anyway. bit of Mika a little bit of meat. Yeah, yeah. 
got to catch a little bit of it, which I was buzzing for. Yeah, unreal. That that for me was amazing. In terms of ones in the UK, we did a festival called One Ten Above okay. in Leicester, um, which is like a small festival. It's only like one, like eleven hundred capacity festival, okay, which yeah. is amazing. But the lineup they get is like just like ridiculous. That like everything, everything on. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. like, and um, it was it was amazing. And you know, we opened the main stage on that on the Friday. And uh, that was a cool one. It was right in the middle of August as well, so it was like boiling, red hot. <laughs> um, but it was a, that was a lush festival too. I think those proper nice days when you're out, like, uh, and especially for you guys, I can imagine you watch a few bands before, go play, you set a few beers after. It's yeah, actually yeah. like the perfect day out. It was like, just it's amazing. Great. Yeah, like, but all we, those festivals was great. We sort of summer. make a weekend out of them all, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, try and stay for as much as we can, just catch as many acts. Yeah, yeah. I think these these little festivals that kind of pop up these like eleven, you know, up to about two thousand people cap festivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem to be coming like more like prominent. They seem oh, to be just sure. popping yeah. up across the country, and I think it's, I think it's probably a good thing because mm-hmm. it, you know, it, a smaller show allows you to have more of it. More interaction. Yeah, yeah. It feels more personal. Oh, absolutely. With them. And you know the the absolute joke that is festival prices now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> these ones are always much cheaper, and you know. Some of the lineups I have are so so good. You know, you had like live leads in the city. I mm. like all these city venue to venue ones. Me at the minute, I think yeah, they're amazing to do that sort of like autumn time that they happen, um, which is you know great. We did a few of them, but these little festivals are I just think are so fun every time. Yeah, they're proper good, as you said. Well, it was like how Slam Dunk in uh, Leeds. That oh, right, that was yeah, always yeah. that was always a good one because the way that it was set up was that it was in the city. So yeah. you'd go from yeah. Millennium Square or you'd go to Key Club and there'd be all these little venues. Oh, oh, yeah, but now yeah. they've moved it out to is it Temple, Temple Newsom. Yeah. So now it's in a park yeah. and it's like a festival again. But I quite enjoyed it being in the city because it felt a bit yeah, different. Yeah. You know, it's, it's cool like, getting to see different venues in cities as well. Like We get to see... More venues than we would normally when we're traveling about. So yeah, yeah. I, it's nice for it's us cool. as well because when when you're in a when you're outside, you're never s- certain whether the sound's going to be any good. And when you got just going into a venue that do it every single day and every night, and you can just know it's going to sound good. It's um, yeah. it, it's that's a nice relief as well. Nah, that's sick. So one question we ask everyone. Right, it relates to these festivals, and this is this is always a tough one. Is, everyone, everyone always looks at us and goes, "Oh shit!" And then it creates a bit of like an awkward moment yeah. when they're thinking about it. You're ticking. Yeah. So we ask everyone for three dream festival headliners, and we we kind of phrase it how: imagine you're there on the Friday, Saturday, and then Sundays you're like closing one. So from both of you, can we have three dream festival headliners? They can be dead or alive, so you can pick anyone oh, right. in the yeah. world. Oh, yeah, 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 wow. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Friday Mozart. <laughs> I think that I think that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that's a mad shout. That that's is a, that's a probably one that would be unbelievable. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Saturday Beethoven. <laughs> no, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you'd have like I don't know, maybe like Elvis or something on the Saturday. I think that'd be so All cool. Right. Uh, this is like this is like the most like the people you uh, would not really. I wouldn't think of these. No. I think no, I'd, yeah. I'd just that's go to like Arctic Monkeys, like maybe Linkin Park. I'd throw in there because they're dead. But <laughs> yeah. no, that, that's two good shouts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mozart, Elvis, and Ooh, now now I've got something that's bigger su- than Mozart. And Elvis. <laughs> this, this, this is, is like closing Sunday. night now. This um, is the Sunday. The last night you can get as wrecked as you want. You can well maybe not. You're going home tomorrow. It might be tough yeah, to get yeah. home. But mm. oh, Rolling Stones, man. Rolling <laughs> Stones. Yeah. Yeah. Storm, yeah. mine. That was one of mine. We can still have that. We can have can doubles. Have kind of double? We can yeah. have doubles. Right. We can do doubles. Well, I would have had Ron Stones, um, Prince. Ooh, oh, that's mm. a big shout. Wow. I'm surprised yeah. you didn't say Prince. I I was trying to think lo- something yeah, else. I love Prince. Oh, man. Um, 
Best guitarist ever, by the way. Oh, pretty, he can <laughs> play like he every is. instrument. Can he's it? unbelievable. Unreal. Bit of a wizard. I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone like. No one said Beatles yet. Oh, the Beatles. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so bad. <laughs> this is the first time that the majority of the acts that have been chosen have been uh, dead acts. Yeah, from yeah. people from the past. We usually get like quite a mix of stuff, so it's cool to see. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it shows your influences as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta like pick them once. There's a Sony chance. Yeah, well, you, got, you got to pick someone alive now. <laughs> I mean, you guys are thinking, well, we're probably going to see everyone in the next few years anyway, so I may as well pick people who are <laughs> dead. <'Cause laughs> yeah. 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 We'll get all this out. Gotta be on. logical here. Yeah. <laughs> I think speaking on more. speaking on Prince though, with Prince being a, a master of almost everything, I know that you've recently kind of started to feel the piano a bit more it seems you yeah got the piano um, sessions what kind of led you into going down that path was it something you always did or well it, for some weird reason it was like even though we've had like pianos around the house all the time like it's never been something i've even like bothered to even like look at or anything and like my sister she's two years younger than me she's been playing piano since she was four and mm. um, she was grade eight by the time she was like nine and <laughs> um, so she's, she's like she's like, rid- <laughs> like ridiculous <laughs> unbelievable so she gave me like um, a few lessons like near the end of last year um, and then I just sort of I mean I can play about six or seven songs on piano now luckily they're all mine so I can record them yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah yeah I just thought why not and now I'm trying to implement into the live set a little bit more so I did a show in Glasgow the other week um, a celebration show for the life of a guy called Alan Smith who is a radio plugger of mine um, and you know um he died near the end of the, uh, last year and I did a celebration show for him along with some of the great artists like Fratelli's and all that. Mm, it's St. Wow. Luke's Chapel mm-hmm. in Glasgow, which is like a 400 cat venue. So it was amazing. I just played on a piano for the first time um, and it was uh, I really enjoyed it. So I'm doing it again next Monday at um, well, uh, Union Chapel in London, mm. which is going to be like unbelievable. Can't crazy. wait for that. That's a gig for Stand Up For Cantor. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a different instrument, but it, it's basically just everything you know mapped out right in front of you. So it, it's not too hard to pick up on, and you know, I've got like drum lessons and all that back in the day. So the rhythmic aspect of it's not too much of an issue. It's just you know all the muscle memory going on. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. I've never even tried to properly learn. I, I could play drums for a little bit, but mm-hmm. I've not tried anything else apart from that. Okay, how did you get into bass? Um, not gonna lie, it's a bit embarrassing, but from School of Rock. Nice. That is not embarrassing. That's not embarrassing at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. The bassist is called Katie. It's called Katie, and I was like, Uh, I'll do that. (laughs) That's me. Yeah. And also in school, no one wanted to play bass. If they give her a different name in the film, you wouldn't play bass. Yeah, maybe (laughs) it wouldn't be here now. Yeah, Yeah, I did music in school because I just always like really enjoyed listening to music, but I wasn't like very like instrumental or anything. And then. Needed someone to play bass as always. <laughs> just, uh, You're like, I yep, said I'll me. give it a go. Also, in the back of my mind, School of Rock. So <laughs> yeah. it was all right. It worked out well for me. I love that. It's uh, on a good path already. Yeah. Also, you guys have a song called Man Overboard, which is actually what yeah. the podcast is called as well. Unreal. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. And yeah, I put this song out like halfway through last year. It was on EP two. Um and yeah it's a song that i wrote during lockdown it's about you know how difficult it was sort of transitioning from playing live all the time and doing everything you love to do then all of a sudden not being able to do anything you want mm. to do and feeling completely out of your depth and you know feel like everything that you're good at is no longer useful anymore um, and it was, it's a song that all about that 
Um, but the fact that this podcast is called that is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like I, I saw the message and I was like, it's just like a super cool. fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's dead cool. And yeah, it's, um, it's quite nice that. Funny enough, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast before. I feel like I might have mentioned it. Uh, probably but in the like, early days. Yeah, w- when I was trying to come up with a name for it, like I was coming out with all types of shit and I was just pretty much Googling it and seeing if there was already a podcast called that. Yeah. At one point I was going to call it the Unknown Podcast, which is pretty shit now when I think <laughs> of it. Yeah. But that's only because I've been saying Man Overboard for like 20 episodes now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but literally all I did was I went through like my top played songs on Spotify and mm. I picked Man Overboard, but it wasn't your Man Overboard. It was Blink 182s. I'm really sorry. That's all right. but, but yeah, it, it was Blink 182s. But at least it's named after a song. So there's, yeah. there's kind of a there's kind of a link there. We are. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But good. it's it's better than unknown cast, isn't it? Oh yeah, that, that's a bit dead. Yeah, it that's definitely not, better. Then everybody would say, "What well, you listen to oh, unknown cast?" I just I don't know. No, yeah, Man Overboard's got a better tone to it. It's, it's got a better ring to it. And I know you created a song with a legend in the music industry as well, Miles Kane. Like that's a that's massive. How did it like? How did that come about? So we toured with Miles um, May last year. I don't know how we got the tour. Um, <laughs> it's just like, you know. It's mental. And it was just like an unbelievable, like, sort of week, week and a half, two weeks, um, where, you know, we we got to play. I mean, you'd not been playing on stage for more than five months, and she's now playing Albert Hall. and <laughs> crazy. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, Roundhouse in London and all that. So it was an amazing time, and it was after... Was it Cardiff? It was it been tram shedding Cardiff. Yeah, it was. Um, um, he'd watched our set, and it was like the second date we'd done with him. Um, he watched our set from the balcony, and um, then we met with him after after the after the show, and he was like, "Yeah, I need to get you in a studio. I need to write with you. I need to work with you." And I find out I'm, I think I'm the only person he's recorded ever <laughs> as like a producer in or anything, studio, yeah. and then um, the only other person he's worked with. Since Miles, uh, since um, Last Shadow Puppets. Wow. So to do so that, it's, it's just yeah, like... Yeah, you uh, definitely... Well, like, to work with and, like, release it, he obviously worked with other songwriters and that's respect, but, um, you know, that is so special. And, uh, you know, I've been back in the studio with him since and working on new stuff again. And, you know, I'm buzzing with that too. Um, but no, he's he's been top quality. And, and to have someone like that... Um, who's such a legend, especially in the guitar scene nowadays, and, you know, has his absolute super fans. Um, to have him on board is just, you know, incredible. And then to get to play that song on Soccer AM yeah. with him yeah, on go. the telly <laughs> yeah. um, was unbelievable. And the mad thing about that one was that, like, Soccer AM got in touch with us to do it, to, to play that song. And then I, I literally just text Miles saying, hey, we're, we're doing um, Soccer AM. They've asked us to play Like You Do. Did do you want to come on? It's this Saturday. He's like, 100%. Yeah, why not? Definitely. <laughs> so then he, he came on. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a, a true a true hero and an absolute legend. And I tell you what, he's a genius as well. Like, yeah. he's a real genius. He's yeah. great. His music is fantastic. I think I, it, I think it is like it's a testament to your music itself that yeah. not only have you had Miles Kane, Elton John as well, all these <laughs> massive figures have all said, "Yeah, yeah this guy's got amazing. something." There's something about this so guy. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's certainly not a coincidence. And I was wondering because obviously you've played all these huge gigs, and I know you got named like Apple Music's one to watch, uh, etc. BBC introducing support. Do you ever feel the pressure from that a little bit? Like I feel like, do you know, like if we're going to a big podcast, I'm like shitting myself that I'm gonna fuck it up, and it's gonna be yeah. like even every 
every episode, even if it's just us two doing it, I'm shitting myself and feel like I'm going to fuck it up. So yeah. do you ever feel a bit of pressure that there's been so much support and that that kind of builds it up a little bit or is it, just, is it part su- of it now? I suppose so, yeah. You always have that in the back of your head. But the, the issue is you're doing it because, one, you love it. And mm. two, because you can. And like, like so so why not just go for it and enjoy it? Um, you know, I, 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 the second I stop enjoying it, I won't want to do it anymore, so I won't. Um, and I just love every second of it. And the fact that I can have these people on board and be supportive about it as well, um, it's, it's just an addition, really. And, you know, hopefully it can continue and, you know, just see how see how it goes in the future because, you know, I'm just nothing but excited at the minute for it. Yeah. Like, it's just all, it's all, like, so surreal for myself, you know, because nothing like this has ever happened before to us. So it's... Um, to have this is just amazing and to be selling out shows of like 150 cap rooms with a month and a half to go um, within like a year is you know just you know so exciting and I've got my first ever local headline show coming up on Thursday which I can't wait for so that's going to be amazing too. So it's all just all just mad at the minute, man. It really is. <laughs> so yeah. just popping off, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That would be really sick. Oh, I can't wait for tonight. I think it must be crazy as well. I always think this when, like, do you know when an American artist or something comes over here yeah. and they're like playing Leeds and I'm thinking, I bet they've come over and they've only ever heard of London. They're from like Texas <laughs> yeah. and they're playing in fucking O2 Academy in Leeds. They don't even know what O2 is. Or like, yeah. like, I've seen it where people have been playing at Brudenell and I think they must be so confused when their tour gets put together and the spots in like Leeds. <laughs> Leeds and Hull and <laughs> shit like that. Like yeah, whoever's cut, like the, oh, I can just imagine them opening the email and being like Hull, and then they'll Google it. Oh, it's a city of culture, at least. Like <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll have <laughs> we'll have the time Amazing. of our lives there. Yeah. So something else, I ask everyone this, and we've kind of had a few decent answers. Like uh, a band called Smooth and Terrell gave us some good. Oh ones. yeah. Well, Smooth and Terrell. <laughs> Um, taught us music in college. Really? No way. The guitarist gave me guitar lessons and the bassist. The bassist was like my bass tutor. Oh, mate, they're proper legends. They are great as well. They're such nice people as well. Mike Porter with them on the keys and all that. Oh, yeah, he's mental. I've seen them a few times and he'll get his his toes out on keyboard (laughs) and everything. Absolutely (laughs) insane. Brilliant. Not the class though. Yeah, Yeah, what a guy. They were like the first, like I'd say proper guests. We had like some video call ones, um, but they were the first ones we actually did in Mm -hmm. person proper legends I just happened to have one of them on Facebook from years ago because I must have been and seen them when I was a kid and found them on Facebook like a yeah. weird kid does <laughs> and added them like I'd never messaged him at all and then like I just messaged him like oh you're in Leeds in a few weeks you want to do the potty and he was down legends wow, yeah. proper sick episode I've completely lost our oh, tour stories mm-hmm. so I was going to say they gave us some really funny like on the road we got too fucked up this happened like someone was yeah, locked yeah. outside the room do you guys have anything already where it's been like a, a, a mad story or a funny time maybe a couple I, I've actually got one today where I genuinely thought I would not even be able to play it <laughs> oh today. shit oh, God. So, <laughs> so basically I had a I, I went to the toilet this morning actually all of mine are toilet related which is, yeah. <laughs> which is really weird <laughs> they're all sort of toilet yeah, related the one I thought <laughs> was also toilet related yeah yeah <laughs> but anyway I went there and then locked the door and then came back and then the lock fell off at the front and at the back <laughs> So the door was locked. <laughs> no way to get out. And that was it. The door was locked. There's no <laughs> way to there. unlock it. So I'm like, she's like, I'm in, in the, the room that she's in, she's is like in the basement. So there's no phone signal. So I'm trying to ring her. And I'm just like, I'm just going to her. So I just sat in there for like 40 minutes. <laughs> and waited for someone to come past. Yeah. Uh, and then unlocked it. And, that, and, and I'm here now. But um, we did a 110 above um, festival in the summer. 
And within about 10 minutes of getting there, I went to use- <laughs> You're one. already laughing, so I know <laughs> this is going to be good. I went to use one of the portaloos there. Um, I think I've told this story on, a, on, on another podcast or something. Um, but uh, I went to use a portaloo there. And you know how they've got like the levers mm. to, to flush? Mm-hmm. So I, I've, I've finished and I pull the lever and then I like start moving. Like moving, like like lifting, (laughs) like off the ground. And like, yeah. And I thought, like, I was in the TARDIS or something. (laughs) I was like petrified. And then I like can hear like this faint beeping. And then I like I'm and then like I'm banging on the door, thinking, what's going on? I unlock the door. Maybe about two minutes later. I don't know why I didn't do it earlier. <laughs> so I just sat in there. I, I, I continue to move. Yeah. A few and too I many got, like, beers. Like, am I actually losing my mind? <laughs> yeah. And like, I open the door and I'm on the back of a forklift <laughs> in a portaloo. Open the door and I've probably travelled about two, three hundred yards <laughs> on this no. on this forklift. <laughs> and this guy is he, he's like he turned like white as a sheet. Like and he's like, oh sorry, I didn't realise you were in there. I thought it was unlocked. Because um, like the, the sticker must have scraped off at the front or something like that, but yeah, I, um, went for a ride in a portaloo um, <laughs> within about ten minutes of getting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, where, where do you think it would have taken you if you hadn't come out? God knows, <laughs> God knows, I'd still be there. <laughs> Just being a pile of portaloos <laughs> in, in Leicester. <laughs> yeah. I might have to try that festival though. One of my best mates has moved to Leicester, so I might have to give it a go if, it, if it's if yeah, it's meant it's to cool. be good. It's mm-hmm. great. Oh, really, really good. So in terms of upcoming plans then, I know we, we kind of mentioned it earlier. I'm always going to try to get a little a little exclusive, mm-hmm. but I know you've released like two EPs now. So surely there's got to be an album in the works for 2023. Or are you just really loving the vibe at the minute? And there's not, because I feel like if, once you agree to do an album, I imagine there's a bit more pressure. Like really you've got is, to yeah. fill out a track You've only list. got you've one got debut a, album. Yeah, That's yeah, true. You've got one debut album. And I sort of don't, I, I'll keep putting it off until I'm, I know that it will do well, mm. um, and that I know that something will come out come out of it. Obviously, if I if it starts to die off and it comes, to, and I just want to do it for the fun of it, you know, why not? Um, but I just sort of want to wait until it's the right time, until there's the right amount of momentum that I can just that I can that I can do well, and because it just wouldn't be enough hype about it at the minute. There just would mm. not be enough excitement, you know. Um, so I'm so excited to do my first record because you know like i've spent so much time writing and writing and writing uh, i've got probably three or four records ready um <laughs> that i could record um but yeah for the first one i'm i don't know if it's this year we'll have to just see how probably won't be released this year because i won't have time to record it and release it and tour it and um but hopefully in the next couple of years yeah and you know i think the whole ep things are sort of working at the minute for me um because it just lets me sort of like put a release out every month really and just keep it sort of like rolling over and keep it ticking and nobody keep it engaged I suppose um because so the way we're doing it and I've been trying to do it at the minute it's just like a single single EP single single EP um which you know you can do for a certain amount of time but then yeah. eventually there's you want that EP 73 and you're like <laughs> wow um and then then I start to lose count and then it's, it becomes a nightmare but it's like I'm just waiting until it's the right time for me and until, you know, I know that there'll be some sort of engagement and excitement about it, I think, yeah. I think with the with the growth and kind of the expansion you've had in the last year alone, mm-hmm. I think it is a good idea because who's to say what's going to happen this exactly, year? Exactly, yeah, yeah. And by the you end know, of this sure. year, you're all the way up there yeah. and then <laughs> you drop your debut and boom. There you go. Uh, well, uh, for the amount of time that, you know, since I've put my first um, s- single out about a year and a half, uh, just over a year ago, 
um, you know, the, the amount of songs that I've got on Spotify and on the main streaming service, you know, it's like, there's, there's an album worth of songs on there anyway, you know, I've got like 13 songs on there now, um, and the piano session, so there's plenty to listen to at the minute, um, but yeah, it's, we're just going to see how it goes, I suppose. Not really got a plan for it. Mm-hmm. I think one thing as well, like having having not released an album, so like obviously you've been pushing really hard with the EPs and stuff, but mm-hmm. I think you mentioned this on Twitter yesterday. How crazy is it sometimes to go somewhere and see people singing your own song back to you? Like that must be such a mad feeling. It's just, it's like, it, it's it's like songs that I've written at like three o'clock in the morning in my bedroom yeah. when I was like 16. It's mm-hmm. so, it's so weird. It's like we got a song in the, in the set at the minute called Bolt Cutters. Um, which you know was on the first EP, and it's got like twenty five thousand streams or something. It's not mm. like a lot, um, but you know, I did um, a headline show in Newcastle, like the end of on my headline tour at the end of last year, and like it, it sold out the show. It was like one hundred and twenty tickets sold, and literally everyone knew every word, and I just didn't even bother singing it. Yes. Like it was just like so surreal and so special, and like I've just got a real exciting amount about you know. And just the thought of like, what if one day there's a thousand people knowing every word to it? How amazing it's going to be then! So, you know, it's it's just like all a bit mad at the minute. So cool. Yeah, there's actually in a way I don't have any doubt that there will be a thousand people singing it back. Oh, like, thank you. I, 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 no, g- genuinely, I'm sure you hear this a lot, and and given the support and stuff, yeah. I, bet, I bet it's kind of hard to stay calm about it sometimes. But <laughs> I, I really do think that you, you're definitely going to continue blowing up and make more great music. But thank you so much for coming on today. Um, oh, thanks for having I, me. I'm really looking forward to the show tonight. Nice um, one. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm gonna, I'm actually off work tomorrow as well, so I'm gonna have a few beers, relax, yeah. and enjoy myself. So perfect. I, I'm doing good. But no, thank you so much for joining joining us both here and and hopefully we'll catch you again in the future absolutely yeah no doubt fantastic thank you very much Cheers. Cheers. cheers